Welcome to the Don't Suck at Sales podcast. And I'm your host, John Ziller. And I'm your host, Miranda Martin. And this is not your average sales podcast. We're going to teach you how to not sound like a corny telemarketer. We're also going to teach you how not to be weird during the sales process. And we're going to teach you how to turn that sucky sales found upside down. We're also going to have some fun. So if you're ready to get into it, let's get into it. Welcome back. (laughs) <laughs> I think this is probably going to be like so corny for these first few episodes. Just <laughs> we're, we're transitioning, you know, in and out of what to do and what to say. But again, we know that the content and the meat is going to be there, but it's just some of the stuff in between. But Miranda, I love this particular topic that we're going to talk about today. I really do. So pumped. So I know that getting through the like the beginning part of talking to someone like on the phone or even the beginning part of like um getting through like a tricky part of the of a sales presentation can be frustrating. Like how many people like getting hung up on, you know, or when you get someone on the phone and they, I gotta go and they like, you know, hang up on you or they say, call me later. And, you know, I think that happens to everybody anyways, but there's an acronym that I want everyone to like take away from this podcast today that is really going to help combat that. You know, this can be used in a lot of different ways, but specifically on the phone, the the acronym is DOT, okay? The D stands for deflection, the O stands for objection, and the T stands for takeaway. So just to kind of break it down real quick, John, and then we'll talk about it in a little bit more detail. The D for deflection. Okay. The first objection that comes up is never the real objection. Okay. Just like if you hear your spouse complain, like if it's one complaint, like it's not a big deal, but if they keep (laughs) complaining about the same thing, like I was always trained that like, if something gets brought up twice, it's a big deal. Okay. But if it's one time, so that's where the deflection comes in. Okay. So for an example, John, let's say I'm on the phone with you. I'm calling you and we're not going to get into the introduction today, but I'm calling you and you ask how much does it cost? And I'm on the phone. Yeah. The first thing I can do is deflect it and I can deflect it by doing nothing and just keep talking. Right. I could deflect it by saying that's exactly why I'm calling. I could deflect it by saying that's great. I remember when I was running my call center and I had a ton of people that would come in brand new and I get them on the phone the first day and they go, I don't know what to say. And I'm like, well, what you say is that's great to anything that they say to you and you just keep talking. (laughs) And they said, that's great. And that's all the objection they had. And that was it. And they booked appointments for the salespeople. So it is. (laughs) It's so insane how many people like, because as we're as we're kind of jumping into sales or we're jumping on the phones into the sales process of like how they just overreact to someone's comments or statements. Sometimes yep. that's all it is. It's just a comment or statement. So don't overreact to it. I remember Mer sitting down with, with a client and I presented, you know, I presented my two options and the guy was like, holy cow, that's a lot of money. And all I said was, I know. And I just kind of held my pen and piece of paper there. And he said nothing. And then I said nothing. I mean, and I kid you not, Miranda, this had to have been almost 10 minutes where I sat down with my head, with my pen pointed at the piece of paper of option number two, because that was the thing I said last, but I asked him a question. I said, which option do you prefer this one or this one? And I pointed there and he said, made the comment that's a lot of money and literally at like after 10 minutes of just complete radio silence he was starts laughing he's like man you've had some good training i'm like well i asked you a question and i was just waiting on a response <laughs> right so there's another way to deflect is just because all they all he made was a statement he didn't re-ask me a question within that question so truly try not to pay 
attention to most statements, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. And like on the phone, what happens is how many of you guys, like when you're, you get a call from someone you don't know, like you want to talk to them, like you're like, oh, wow. Like everyone wants to get off the phone of somebody that they don't know who it is type thing. So like when somebody tries to do, to say, I want to get off the phone, can you call me back? I'm not interested. I don't care because they don't even normally know why you're calling yet or what it's about. So I just kind of shut my ears off to that, continue to keep talking because that is a deflection. That's great. That's exactly why I'm calling or do nothing and just keep talking. Yeah. Right. So you're right. We don't want to water that plant when it doesn't need the water at, at that point. <laughs> right. Right. So true. So, so true. There's no need to address it for the most part. But if it comes up again, <laughs> if the spouse keeps bringing that thing up, <laughs> you're going to have to have a talk about it. Right. So that's where the O comes in with the objection. And this is where you're going to have to answer what's going on. But here's the thing that a lot of, especially new people fail at, is they do an objection, they answer it, and then they pause. And they pause. And it almost sounds like they're waiting to hear what the, the customer or client thinks of what they just said. Correct. They're like, waiting and for don't do that. Yeah, they're yes. waiting for confirmation or validation. You don't need it, right? Is exactly what you're talking about. So just assume that what you said, like, you know, in the beginning, like, especially when you're new, you probably don't have a ton of confidence. You need to borrow confidence, borrow it, because you got to say it strong, even if you're wrong, say it. And I remember when I was teaching this to, to brand new people, the same ones that I only gave them, that's great on the phone. The next time I would teach them an objection and they would use it. And sometimes they'd use the wrong one. And I'm like, I don't care. If you say the wrong one, you say it strong and you go back to script and guess what? They book people because they sounded confident, but Mm -hmm. they didn't pause and they went right back to script. And John, I had my 12 year old making calls a few months ago, calling (laughs) and he was doing I don't know if there's like any child labor laws involved in that. (laughs) (laughs) He wants wants to do what I do when he gets older. So I let him call some people. Yeah, there was no money being paid or anything, but I just said, you got to go back to script. He goes, okay. Yeah. And he was even setting appointments too, wasn't he? From whatever he remember. was doing really good. And what was really impressive impressive about him is like he just got told no or he got hung up on and he just picked up the phone and just called the next person. He did not care. I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, we can get everybody doing that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's why we have stuff like this, like dot, because you know, when you stick to these things, yeah. like I know that I've tried everything that I can do. So I'm not going to get my feelings hurt if I don't book somebody or get a sale if I stuck to the system and didn't work. If they said no, that's okay. I tried my best. Off we go. But if we didn't, now we can be upset at ourselves saying, man, I should have, could have, would have, et cetera. <laughs> Yeah, so good. So good. Yeah. And then the, the final part of the dot is the takeaway, right? The takeaway. So here's the thing. Does anyone want to buy from somebody that's desperate? Do you want to buy from someone that's desperate? Will you even do a sale with someone that's desperate? Will you show up for an appointment with a desperate person? Probably not, right? So one of the biggest things in this whole process is not going overboard or trying to convince somebody to buy from you, to show up to an appointment with you, whatever the case might be. So after we've tried two tries, we want to take it away. And the takeaway can come in a lot of different forms. But typically, like if I'm dealing with someone who's being silly, right? I'm not interested. I don't need that. Rah, rah, rah. If we can ask them a question instead of like trying to overcome their objection to have them reconsider how silly they're being, like that's really where the power comes in here. For example, I was dealing with a client for life insurance and he's like, I don't need that. And I was like, okay, well, I know you have a wife and two kids. Like if you were to pass away in a car accident tonight, is your family going to be okay tomorrow? 
<laughs> and one of two things is going to happen. Either he's going to be like, actually, they'd be screwed and he's going to smarten up or he's going to continue billing silly. And I don't want to work with that anyways. So that's like, you know, it's it's magic because I'm not going to fight with them. Right. right. Yeah, <laughs> no, and it, it, it's so true. Like kind of at the beginning of what you're talking about is like when desperation rises, standards fall. And what we're really trying to do is just kind of keep you. It's it's all about posture, right? And it's all about walking tall, acting tall, being tall, standing tall. No matter no matter how new you are at an industry, or no matter how new you are in that particular space. But I promise you, I can't tell you how many times and how many different examples that I have. I'm um, just simply by using the takeaway, and the takeaway can come in so many different forms, right? If if you're in if you're in car sales and you're, I I don't really know how car sales work because I've never been in it but like i've seen it where they kind of they flip over the back of the piece of paper and then hey if you know you put this little bit down and then can you commit to this monthly and then the customers even kind of going back and forth with you and say all right well listen before we even make any commitments let, let me just make sure that this this specifically this car is available huh but people want what they can't have like you all have to understand that miranda Seriously, I, I don't know, whatever. They got iPhone 16 out now or 18. I don't even know what the hell it is. But let's say that you need a new phone, right? Oddly enough, after two years, like my phone, literally just like, you know, how they, they give you two year plan on it for free or whatever. They give it two years for you to make payments on it. My two years up and like now when I go to plug it in, it says that there's water in it. It's like planned obsolescence, which is such crap. But anyway, go in, you, you buy a brand new phone and let's say that they do have the iPhone 16 or whatever. And they're like, all right, we have 57 of the iPhone 16 maxes, right? And then whatever the different version is, but we only have one left of the iPhone 60 LS. What's the difference? Well, this is just bigger. Why are there so many? Why is there only one of those left? Organically, like, where does your brain go? I want to go toward the one that I might not be able to have, right? Like people want what they can't have. And you can use that with such with such power and with such strength. How many different times have you used it over the course of your career in everything that you're doing, right? You're using it like, you know what? And when you go to set the appointments when, on the phone, you're like, listen, this is actually the last time that I have available. Like my, my schedule is extremely full. You're teetering. You're going back and forth like, oh, here's the very last time that I've availed. That is a takeaway. There's so many little forms of take takeaway that we use to position ourselves in strength, to position our posture a little bit better, Mer. Yeah. And we could go on and on about takeaways, and I'm sure we will. <laughs> But it's like the icing on the cake on all of this, like taking it away by saying, listen, I don't know, you know, if you can have that, like, I don't know if you'll get approved, or I don't know if whatever the case may be. But like, adding that in there, I think the last presentation that I did, I think I did it like 15 times yeah. in my last presentation. I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> but I helped right. them. I was helping, you know, like an 80, 90% like rate by just telling people, I don't know. <laughs> get it? Yeah. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times, even like, even in this space where, you know, just at the very end of it, like, look, I can't make any promises to you that we can, yep. that we can get this for you. I can just promise to try my best. Is that cool? Yep. Done. Right. But it is a form of a takeaway. Wait, I thought, I thought we could get this. No, I can't make any promises as, as we can get you exactly this, but I can just promise you to try my best. That is another form of a takeaway. Takeaway is your best friend. Do not sit there and go back. Oh, and go ahead. So John, this is something again, because <laughs> I like, okay, John has all the fancy footwork. I'm like really simple when it comes to this stuff. I remember sitting with clients and just feeling frustrated. You know, when you like feel like uh, you're like, I don't know if my face is going red or like whatever. 
you know what I do in that moment? And you just make me think of it. I take it away. As soon as I felt like I was trying to convince someone to do something, I'd say, listen, John, it sounds to me like you're all set. Maybe you just don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just sit there. And I'm telling you, like, it was perfect because I didn't have to go down this road of, you know, trying to convince. And I'm just like, ah, put my heels in and that's that, you know, and it just, that's so when I knew true. I had to do a takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> It's so true. It's so true on how it changes like their posture too, right? Like, listen, I, I, you know, I'm the liaison in between you and the you and the manufacturers, or I'm the I'm I'm the liaison in between you and the world of the carriers, right? And so it's like you can really start to kind of bridge that gap, but take it away. But to me, it just does, like I'm the one that's going to be here fighting for you. I'm the one that's going to go out and deliver this policy. I'm the one that's going to be there for your spouse. It just doesn't seem like you're as interested in your family as I am, you know. And so I totally get it. We can go ahead and just kind of stop this right now. And people, but wait a minute, no, 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 you're reading me wrong. Oh, okay. And so so many ways that we can use this to to our advantage, Mark. Yeah, I remember one of the biggest policies that I ever wrote, um, you were doing a call and you said something and I just stole this line and brought it in with me to this next appointment. It was um, luxury versus necessity. And I was dealing with this doctor and he didn't really need what I was, was selling to him. And I just looked at him and I said, you know, I don't really think you need this. I think for you, this would be more of a luxury than a necessity. And I just, and he said, you're right. I like luxuries and I think I'll go with the plan that's a thousand dollars. Like, like, but if I would have pushed on and continue to like trying to sell him, there's no way in the world that I would have helped that person. There's no No, way. No, you gotta know. I think it's like on the phone again, John and and the client presentation are dealing with a sales presentation. It's maybe more, but the phone, anything more than two times is begging. Mm -hmm. Nowhere to do the takeaway and it can pay you massive dividends. Yeah. Yeah. And just understand too, that typically after you kind of, after you've presented the price, right? Like it's like almost all presentations are done from that standpoint. So it's like, there's no begging after that anyway. So the only tool that you have in your, in your toolbox is just going to be the takeaway. And I promise you start implementing it, start using it. Um, And if you like, this is, this will definitely be a topic that we do cover again, Miranda, um, because I just think that it is so important. We'll really get into some of the different ways that we kind of, that we take it away. So just to recap, right? I'm a big fan of recap. All right. The first D is for deflection, right? The O is for objection. The T is for takeaway, right? Deflection. The first objection is not the real objection. You got to answer it and go right back to what you were doing. Do not wait. Do not wait around that you will lose lose the person and then take it away. That's that. And uh, that's a wrap, John. Well, call dot. Call dot. So keep plugging in. Again, we have so, so many more like this and we're just trying to help one person at a time. Not suck at sales. That's right. Don't suck at sales. And if you are, let us know what you need help with. And we'll show you how not to suck at it. (laughs) So if you want to turn (laughs) your sales frown upside down, (laughs) you got to stick with us, man. You got to stick with us. This is fun. This is fun Yeah, yeah. Hit that subscribe button, follow us, click all the buttons on your screen that says you want to hear more. Outside of that, bye y'all. Bye.